weekend look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome along to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. I hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. Lots to come on the show today. Uh, we'll be chatting to Leinster GAA Chairman Pat Teagan uh, about the proposal being brought to Congress next week to make alcohol, gambling and substance abuse mandatory for all adult players. We're also going to be checking in with Casey Law's very own Brendan Hennessy to talk through Carlo's first win in the Division 4 Alliance League on Saturday. But first, I have the man who brought back Hale to an All-Ireland in Crow Park last weekend, although uh, a very disappointing uh, finish for the Ballyhale man, but um, J- uh, James O'Connor is on the line with me now. Uh, thanks so much for joining us uh, on Full Time uh, today, James. Um, as I was saying there, very disappointing um, finish for yourselves. It's been just over a week now since that defeat. Is it still as raw for you now, James, as it was a week ago? Um, ah, sure. Look, Sinead, I suppose you know time is a great healer. But um, look, obviously we have we are fierce disappointed um, with the last week ago. You know, and look, it takes a bit of time, like you know, at the same time. But uh, look, um, you know, it's something to, to something that we just have to get over and and just move on and get ready again for next year. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And I know like you've been on the other side of those last minute goals so many times in the lead up to the final. Um, but it's it's difficult to be kind of on the other side of that, you know, and to kind of lose in, in those uh, in those kind of circumstances. But what was the feeling like in, in the dressing room afterwards? Sure, look, um, Sinead, I suppose it was a disappointment, you know. Um, you know, look, for a lot of that game... I thought we were in control, you know, um, and even coming up to halftime, you know, I was I was fierce happy going into halftime with the team. Uh, we were three points up, and um, you know, I I I, I thought we had belly going up where we needed them, you know. Um, the second half uh, materialised, and you know, we we were still, you know, started slowly maybe at the start of the second half, but you know, got a grips again halfway through, and you know, open up a nice gap of uh, a four or five points, you know. But look, as 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 good teams always do, you know, Ballygunner hung in there, you know, and um, you know, coming down the stretch, you know, with 63 minutes gone, there's 30 seconds left on the clock, and I remember walking over to the lines and asking him, you know, what's you know how much is left, and he said, look, it's 30 seconds really, you know, and that last puck out the ball actually landed very close to where I was, and you know, we had a couple of chances to gain possession, unfortunately didn't. Um, the ball the ball broke into the middle, set them on the attack, and uh, you know they finished with a, a very lucky goal at the end. But look, credit to Belly Gunner, they hung in there, like, and you know we've been doing that. The teams as well, you know, this year, you know, where you know the good team will always hang in there, and when the opportunity presents itself, you know. I suppose you take it like you know but look the dressing rooms a- afterwards was uh, obviously um, you know it was, it was a sad place to be to a certain extent but um, look you have a lot of experienced players inside and they know how to handle winning and losing as well you know um, and look this loss I think will make them a stronger team as well like they're a team that haven't been beaten in nearly four years now you know um, and that was their first loss in, in, in you know 30 matches which is an unbelievable record to have but um, uh, look, the Shamrocks might be down, but they're not out. I can tell you that, and they'll be back again. Uh, I'm sure come the come, you know, we say come the coming season. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that they'll be they'll be back. Um, but I suppose, like, uh, I where I had heard reports um, that uh, that you mightn't be back with the team uh, next year, James. Is that correct? Uh, have you have you stepped away? 
uh, that is correct, Sinead. Yeah, look, I had stepped away. Originally, I got a two-year term inside that. Um, and I was very happy, you know, to see out that two years. Um, like, I'm, I'm after an unbelievable experience with him over the last two years and a very enjoyable experience, I have to say. But look, you know, like, look, when you're in that position, you know, it's, 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 um, it's a huge responsibility and you give it all your time and all your will inside that uh, for the two years. And um, like, I just felt myself and, and my selectors as well that, you know, we had, we had given it everything. Um, you know, we had won, you know, um, three titles uh, in the two years inside that brought him to the All Ireland and just got caught in the last you know ten or fifteen seconds. But like, like at the same time, I'm 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 happy leaving, as in that I felt that I did everything that I could do for him. You know, but um, look, I think a fresh voice and some new some new people in there again. You know, it could rejuvenate the thing again and and you know set him up for a good season again for the coming year. Yeah, um, and I, I, I'm just wondering, James, is it something that you had been con- considering in the lead up to the the All Ireland, or was the the loss in the All Ireland was that the, the the defining factor, or is that is it something that you had been kind of considering before that? Oh, it was. Look, um, like if we won, I would have said, you know, I would have gone as well. You know, it would have been looked a fairy tale ending then. You know, so like you'd be, I suppose, you'd be saying to yourself, look, you've put it, you've got two great years out of them. You know, you haven't been beaten in the two years. You know, you've won your All Ireland, and and then you walk away, which is which is a brilliant way to go. And you know, um, look, albeit you know, we had a great time over the two years, and you know, we won, we won the two counties and 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 a Leinster title. Um, I still feel you know that we got a lot out of the team and um, you know again like you know uh, sometimes sometimes you just got to change things up again and, and for me I put my heart and soul into it and I just felt that look you've, 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 you've done what you can do um, and you've had a great time over the two years but now it's time to hand it off to someone else and so yeah look basically I, I, I was always going to be leaving uh, regardless of the result yeah, and like it's it's one of the most prestigious jobs in club management, isn't it? Like, which must have been a, a great honour for you to take on that role, uh, taking over from the legendary Henry Shefflin. But like you said, there, there's a serious workload involved, and maybe sometimes people underestimate just how much work goes into managing a team like uh, like Ballyhale. There is a huge workload, uh, Sinead, um, and for myself, I was managing and coaching the team as well, so, you know, there was an extra load to it as well, um, but look, if you asked, like, if you had come to me three years ago and said, look, you're, you're going to be managing Ballyhale and, uh, next year, you know, for two years, I'd probably have been laughing at you really, you know, so, you know, how things, you know, how things can develop over that time, and you never know what's around the corner, you know, I suppose when it comes to sport or hurling, like, you know, but, um, no, like, for me, it was the dream club job like everyone everyone out there will you know mention the name Bally Hale they'll know straight away you know who you're talking about so it was the dream job that way and like for me the two years absolutely flew you know even though we had COVID thrown in there as well but um, no as I said like you know any guy would be would, would to be privileged to train the Shamrocks being honest with you and like you're getting a really you know a, an experienced club who've been there done it and probably the greatest club of all times like you know which is which is great to have on your CV any day of the week 
Yeah, and I suppose if you're to lose to anyone, um, you probably would say to, you'd, you wouldn't mind losing to a, to a Waterford team if you're to lose to anyone. Just kind of being a Liz Moore man and wearing your, your Waterford hat, I, I suppose it's great to see a Waterford club side reaching those heights and it can only really be a positive kind of for Waterford Harlan going forward. Oh, look, it's it's for me. It's a massive positive uh, for Watford hurling. But let me reassure you: uh, when I was there with the Shamrocks, I saw myself as the Shamrocks man. So you know, I was doing everything that I could uh, in order to make sure that uh, you know to be a Kilkenny team would win. But look, from the outset, you know, from standing outside uh, the white line, yeah, look, I'd love to see a Watford team uh, win. Um, Belly Gunner have been have been. You know, uh, brilliant stalwarts in Watford for the last 20 years, really, you know. And, like, look, they're a team that have gone um, eight counties in a row now, you know, and, and after winning their their, uh, their first All-Ireland. So, look, there was, there was, huge, there was huge excitement um, over the last week uh, around Watford City um, and the club of Ballygunner, you know. It's, it's something they've always dreamt of and, and, now, have, uh, and now have achieved. Um, and it's it's only going to be good for Watford hurling. There's no two ways about that, you know. So, like um, in that respect, I'm delighted um, for the county and delighted for Ballygunner. James, just one more uh, question then, just before I let you go. Uh, like, what's what's next for you now? Like, you're taking a step back. Um, I suppose you're you're not going to be managing Ballyhale next year, but will you be managing any team? Or are you going to kind of take a rest for a little while, or what? What's the plan? Well, first of all, I'll definitely be taking a bit of a break uh, just uh, just to recharge the batteries again, Sinead. But look, you, uh, look, to like two years ago, you know, I, I got the phone call after the Intermediate All Islands, and you know, you know, if I'd meet up with uh, up with the Belly Hill uh, guys. Um, so look, you just don't know it's around the corner. Um, look, but for the for the for the stable future, I'd be taking some time out, just recharging the batteries again. And if something comes along that suits me. Um, yeah, I'll definitely look at it. But look, I'm not going to be uh, over worried if if anything doesn't happen this year. You know, look, there's always there's always next year, and to be nice to get a bit of time off as well. Absolutely. Well, listen. Thanks so much, James. You've always been a gentleman whenever we've had John KCLR um, over over the last two years. So really appreciate that, and thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. And best of luck in in all your future endeavours. Thanks a million, Sinead. And again, thanks to yourself and all the crew again uh, over the last two years. You've been very good. Thanks so much. Talk talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. So we're just going to take a a quick break now and uh, coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Dara Foley um, and Jordan Murphy as well after Carlo had their first win in Division 4. So that's to come just after this quick break. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time. And um, as I mentioned there just before the break, Carlo had their first victory in the Division 4 Alliance League on Saturday when they played Watford in Netwatch, Dr. Gullen, uh, Dr. Cullen Park. Uh, our own Brendan Hennessy spoke to Captain Dara Foley uh, after the game and here's what he had to say. Well, listen, a great performance. Great to see you back. And uh, great for Carl. A bit of relief. bit of relief, Brendan, yeah. Do you know, the lads in there deserve the, it deserved the win there tonight. After working fierce hard over the last couple of months, you know, it's kind of, it's a new group, very new group. Loads of young lads. Just thought of Derek Curran there. He's only 18. <laughs> he said it was his first ever competitive win with Carlos. So it means a lot, it means a lot for myself now as well. Uh, 
So it's good, good to get the win tonight. Yeah, it was just Santa Nile. Nice attractive football. You carried the ball well, took the scores well. Okay, you let Waterford back into it, but that's always going to happen in Division 4. But overall, as the captain, you have to be very happy with everything tonight. Ah, oh, yeah, very happy. Do you know what? We played some great stuff against London as well. We're probably... We, like sending off and that really costs us that day so it was nice to come out here tonight in home pitch and kind of rectify the wrongs of the last two weekends and get two points on the board and we're on, we're on the road now it's great difficult conditions Dara yeah dirty night Brendan yeah uh, I thought we played some good football as you said nice attractive football I tried to play it forward uh, we, probably a couple of unforced turnovers but sure that was to be given in the, with the conditions out there but uh, thought all the lads stepped up today and really drove it on and it's great to get the win how did you make a penalty decision at the end I know you were at the other end of the field and the way the game was played you could have been back near it but everyone was a bit frustrated but that's one of the new rules and if they had won the kick out you could be to another draw match and another London job but uh, you hung on yeah it's it's frustrating we spoke about it in the dressing room there after the match we're kind of a couple of little bit of indiscretions are letting teams back into it and it's something that we have to get right we can't be allowing that to happen going forward if we want to improve so that's where we're at we, we lads are pulled, held their hands up and said listen we, we were wrong on a couple of decisions that we've done there so that's all you can ask for in a young team and as long as we don't do it again Kevin next week it's going to be difficult assignment but as Niall says scoring forwards on this Carla team backsped well tonight so you go up to Breffney Park next week and you'll give it a lash that's it Brent. you're going up there with your own team you're not to lose you know Kevin or we will be hot red hot favourites you're going up there and playing in a, in a lovely stadium in Breffney Park and what more do you want you know you want to go out there and express yourself and see how you get on against these top teams and they are they, they probably shouldn't be in Division 4 but they are for a reason so we'll have no fear of it anyway just go out and play football and, and see where it gets us ok well well done as captain eh? on your per- on your own uh, personal performance and the team performance Dara, well done a good Cheer. win for Carlo thanks Brendan thanks very much good to see you again yeah, that was Dara Foley there. He spoke to uh, Brendan Hennessy just after that Carlo victory in Netwatch Dr. Cullen Park on Saturday. And also, uh, Brendan Hennessy also spoke to Jordan Murphy and here's what he had to say. Uh, listen, a great win, your fine performance. Great to see you back in the Carlo jersey. And I know you've been busy with DCU also on the Cirrus and you were here the other night. But uh, great win and you have to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it's really important for us. We needed a win. Uh, it's a very new team there and probably left one behind us against London today and then obviously in Sligo really didn't go according to plan but we kind of really targeted this game and we really needed a win and just thankful that we got up a performance and got a win and it'll probably be mean a lot to us going forward and it'll give us a bit of momentum hopefully yeah, Nice style of football as well Jordan you got into it well you took the goal very well yourself in the first half but the lads played well the defensive unit you all played well as a unit midfielded quite well and uh, the forwards kicked some beautiful scores tonight Yeah we were good in, in patches as well I suppose probably wasn't a complete performance either we have uh, we have a lot, a lot more to work on a lot more to do so as I said it's a very new team and we're still very fresh um, definitely a lot to improve on and and hopefully we can bring it to, to a bit of a better place. Uh, that's the plan anyway. You've been busy uh, with the college, as I mentioned, DCU, and in fairness, IT Carlet have hosted fantastic competitions over the last few weeks, and you've played here the other night for DCU, so you've been a busy man in the last few weeks, but in fairness, IT Carlo, your college, DCU, hosted it two years ago. We were up there with you. Uh, it's been a fantastic Fitzgibbon and a fantastic series, and OK, you would have loved to have won it, but uh, great to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's a fantastic competition, and it probably should be given, given its own time in the calendar. I see a lot of players saying it nowadays as well, uh, even players with massive profiles just saying how much they enjoy it and how much of an enjoyable competition it is uh, you only have a very I suppose limited time when you get to play in competitions like that and not everyone is fortunate enough to do it uh, and I've, I've really enjoyed my time and been lucky enough to, to get a good run at it uh, obviously I would have liked it a bit longer with Cove and things like that and the plan to this year was obviously to hopefully win it back and that wasn't the case but look as you've seen the quality of the competition is unbelievable and the, the standard of games is 
excellent and IT Carroll have done a great great job hosting it and you can see the enjoyment people are getting over. Okay, and in relation to college, I believe uh, congratulations to you. You graduated last Tuesday, I think, as well. Is that true? <laughs> no, graduating Monday. Monday, is it? Well, yeah, yeah, well, we got the whisper tonight. Your mother was on to us. But listen, congratulations. <laughs> You've been a great ambassador for Carlow. Well done tonight. Look forward to seeing you in Cavan next week and continue success. Your outstanding performance tonight, team and personally yourself. So well done, Jordan, and congratulations. Cheers, Ren. Thanks a million. Thanks a million. No worries at all. That was Jordan Morrissey speaking to Brendan Hennessy there. Apologies to Jordan Morrissey if he's listening. I called him Jordan Murphy there just before I played that clip. Uh, well, we're going to catch up with uh, Brendan Hennessy just after this quick break now that we're going to take in just a second. And Brendan will be filling us in on that game and also chatting to us a little bit about the Fitzgibbon uh, match that uh, IT Carlo were involved in as well. So that's coming up right after this break. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. As you heard just before the break there, uh, we had interviews there with Jordan Morrissey um, and uh, we're going to be speaking now to Brendan Hennessy just in a couple of seconds. Actually, I think he's on the line with us there now. Brendan, are you there? I am, Sinead. Good evening. How are you getting on, Brendan? Uh, not too bad. Busy weekend, but sure, we're still on the go anyway. Yeah, very busy weekend. It's been a, a busy couple of weeks for you doing commentary. Um, but yeah, so Carlo had their their first win in Division Four there on on Saturday. How important was that that win? It was one they really needed, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Sinead. it was. It was a great win. Um, it was a very good win, and they played lovely football. And you heard Dara and Jordan saying in their interviews there they did play lovely football against London as well. And to be realistic about it. They should have four points on the board, but look, it's two points and that's what it is. And it's kind of a bit of a saviour. Uh, I think looking at the league and the fixtures coming into this year, if you look at the fixtures, you'd say, well, it's going to be a very difficult assignment in Breffney Park and Cavan. So they've got two points before they go to Cavan. And not for a minute, I don't believe many Carlow supporters will believe that Carlow can get a victory in Cavan. And that's not to write them off because, you know, they have a few lovely scoring forwards and defensively they're playing well, but they're probably lacking a lot of experience because it's actually... You could nearly say a completely new team. There's just a small bit of experience left there. A lot of lads retired at the same time. And as you know, Carlow's not a big county and there's not a big pool there. But these are young fellas that Niall is in. And to be fair, um, Niall said in his post-match interview and people close to the setup, no. Um, these fellas are unified very, very well. And uh, they're sticking together. And the London defeat was an absolute heartbreak. And they got a little bit of flack indirectly and people were given out and saying but London have went on now to prove that London aren't a bad side London have beaten three teams including Carlo now in Division 4 so I think that yardstick in itself makes them a little competitive uh, Carlo because they were 10 points up in the match and they lost it but London brought on 4 or 5 subs that would be capable of making any top inter-county team and London have the ability to do that and this year they have uh, they were without 9 first choice players heading for Sligo the following weeks. That was never going to be an easy assignment and, and Sligo rejuvenated. So that's water under the bridge. So to answer your question, the win on ter- Saturday night was terrific. Uh, the only little downfall was they did let water back into it, but the penalty was a little bit, that was a dodgy kind of a situation. But Carlo had won five on the board at half time to water for two points. It was a horrible night. It never stopped raining and it was, it was a horrible night for football. But to a man, they all played very well and they finished up winning it by... 2-12-2-8 they got two good goals Conor Crowley got a cracking goal and Jordan who you had interviewed there he was outstanding and you know it was great to see him back because uh, Carlo hadn't got Jordan Morrissey in the London game or in the Sligo game and he was busy with DCU he was the captain of the DCU team this year Jordan and he played in Carlo last Thursday night um, against UL of course um, the famous Kerry footballer was there that night as well and uh, 
he he's a great ambassador, as I said, for Carlo, and he was back. And Dara Foley was back after suspension, so you need that little bit of experience. And and the Clarks, uh, Shane and Jamie played very well. And you know, he mentioned their young Dara Corn from Radville. He won his first competitive match with Carlo. Dara's only eighteen. Well, you know, there's three young men from Radville on the starting fifteen the other night: Dara Corn, Connor Dial, and Josh Moore. And when you put the combined ages together. They're very, very young in relation to experience in football, and you can start with Kieran Cunningham, another young man in the goal. So, I think the way Niall is aiming, and I think he said this in the post-match interview from Member Sergeant Rice, they're thinking long-term, and uh, just weather the storm in the league this year, give the championship a bit of a rattle, and next year is the year that they'll probably go looking for promotion out of Division Four, which is never simple because it's a very difficult league. But all in all, Sinead, it was a good win, a great win, and I think there's a few more wins in Carlow as well. You have to come out of the league now with six points, uh, it would be great considering what happened in the first match and if they had got the win over London and they won another two or three matches you'd be looking at you being contention for going for promotion but uh, I don't think it's going to happen now if you, if you lose two in the division at any given year very few teams that lose two matches go up so it's only a matter of being consistent now and keep it going yeah, and Brendan, I just want to actually ask you, you made a good point there in relation to London. Like they did take a, they took a hammer and really, um, afterwards from, you know, different kind of, I suppose, this, the, the supporters, but kind of, I suppose maybe we might have been a bit guilty of kind of, um, criticizing them as well in, you know, their defeat to London. But as you say, like London have gone on to, like they, wasn't it Leitrim that they, that they had a victory yeah, over? Yeah, Like, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that kind of wasn't as deserved as, People thought that kind of criticism that they that they received after that loss to London. Do you, do you think yeah, well, maybe it was a bit well, a unfair? Forgot, what a lot of people forget in Carlo, people people in every county in relation to GA and sport, when your team lose, a bit of passion comes into it. And it's not that they're criticising the lads on a personal level or that. It's just criticising the Carlo shouldn't be losing to London. Well, I'm afraid that day is gone. I mean, I remember interviewing TJ Reid after the win against St. Thomas's down in, in Torles two weeks ago. I mean, the exact words TJ said to me after the match is, Brendan, he says, everybody in the country expects Bally and Shamrocks to beat teams by 10 to 15 points. That day is gone. And that day is actually gone everywhere in, in the GA as such. You will get, if you haven't got your full panel and you're from a little county like Carlow, you're going to be in trouble. They haven't got their full panel against Sligo. They're in trouble. Um, they've lost a lot of experienced players. The people know this that are listening tonight. Like, you know, you, you can't lose Paul Broderick and Brendan Murphy, uh, household names. You know, that's two of a plethora of players that Carlo have lost for this season. And then you come in and you, you have Liam Roberts with a bit of experience playing in the corner of Actical Devon, Tony Gallman. Shane Boogie playing intermediate with Dale Rogue this year. Derek Hearn won a county medal with, with, with Radville. Uh, Jordan is back, as I said, he's experienced. Tara O'Brien is an experienced player. Dara is playing very well in the halfback line. Connor Dyle is relatively new. He's in about two years now. A young fella. Uh, Mort Ware played very well the other night. Fine big man in the middle of the field. Shawnee Pambrick did very well from all Glockland. The two Clarks from Bagnestown. And don't forget to rule out the Clarky as well. He was suspended for descending off, which was controversial in the London match as well. Uh, Josh Moore played tonight. Connor Crowley was outstanding. He scored 1 1. Young man from Palatine. I think Connor is about. If Connor's no more than 23, he's only a young guy as well. Dara is the most experienced. Dara Foley, the captain. And Colm Hulton um, up front is a, very, is a very young player as well. So they're all very, very young, Sinead. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, they, they have to be given a chance. And people have to understand that. So, you know, you just can't have the turnover of players in Carlo and expect miracles to happen overnight. Because the history is that... They have been in Division 4 for a long, long period of time. They got over a few years ago, got into Division 3 and uh, went back down. It's very hard to sustain that when you have a small pick um, and you're a small county. And it's not easy. And the proof of that is there with, 
Wicklow, Waterford, Seesaw, Wicklow, Seesaw up and down as well. You have Tipperary down in Division 4 now. You have Cavan down in Division 4. And both of them were provincial champions two years ago. So it's not too easy to get up out of Division 4. You, you, you Wexford route, you know that as well. Wexford were down there for a long time as well. And, you know, it ain't easy. It's not easy. It's probably the hardest division of them all. Yeah, and like I know you were just saying there, Dara Foley, who's the captain of the team, and I, I heard your um, your post-match interview with him. He turned 21, wasn't that the case? And no, like no, 20... he, was only, he was only joking on that. He actually did say that, Sinead, in fairness. He did? Was, uh, I, oh. tell you could put, I tell you could put 10 on to it. Right, OK, OK. <laughs> he, was having, he was having the joke. I'd say he's up around <laughs> now. I'm a good, a good friend of Dara. I don't know his exact age, but uh, he was only saying 21 again because he was trying to make himself as young as the rest of the lads on the team. That's what he was trying to do. Ah, so it's a very, very young. It's a very, very young Carlow team. And if, if they're yeah. kept together, they play a nice brand of football. And I wish them well going forward. It's going to be difficult, as Dara says, in, in Cavan and, and Cavan are a top ten team, and it's going to be difficult on Sunday. But look, there's a few more home matches to come, and uh, I think they'll hold their own in the remainder of their games. They've, they've seen now what the measure of what they have to go out and do, and it's experience in itself. And you know, all the young lads on the bench are. Young Keegan Bradley came on the other night from Fenny. He's very young. Parik Deering is on the bench. He's only he's Parik, I think, is only 19. Grass Village chap as well. Dermot Root is to come back. Uh, Padraig Hines of Fenn is only a young chap. Niall Hickey came on the other night. He's a young lad. Carmack Lomax is very young. Adam Murphy is young. Jamie McCabe. They're all very, very young. They're all in their early 20s. And you see, what what has happened, because the experienced players in Carlow have retired, the lads in the 30s, the 32s, the 33s, and uh, I, I don't want to start naming, I named two or three there a minute ago, or I'll forget. But what happens is the lads that are next coming along the line in the, the late 20s, they're not very plentiful. So you come back down the table and you have all these young fellas that have come through. So it's really a new team and that's what they're building. And that's as simple as that. Yeah, and just kind of turning our attention then to uh, you're also on commentary duty there for the IT Carlo versus UL, uh, another really um, exciting game, and went right down to the yeah, right down to the wire. I, I don't know, Brendan, you seem to be involved in all these games where the, the la- last second of the game and there's a goal scored. Um, I'd say your your blood pressure must be up to ninety commentating on all these games. Well, but, I'll be honest with you, I, I heard James on there, and you pay tribute to him being uh, very good to St. Kessler. I didn't get to see him and say goodbye to him when he finished with, with Ballyhale, but an absolute gentleman and my heart went out to him that day in Croke Park and went out to the lads. But then if you think back, you mentioned there's been Ballyhale did it to other teams, but in, in relation to the Institute of Technology the other night, um, the game was more or less won. Um, the thing that annoyed a lot of people is they felt that the free that Joel got was very, very harsh. And then on the flip side of that, if a team gets a free from 45 metres out, realistically, it shouldn't go to the back of the net. And it did. And these things happen. And it was wet and miserable at the time as well. But look, you well went on to prove they were the best team in the competition. They won it, they won it with a bit of controversy on Saturday. Not their fault. Another late goal. Ironically, from the same man, Mikey Kiley of Abbeyside, Ballinacorty in Waterford. So James would be happy if Waterford man scored uh, a goal as well. But um, Carlo more or less had it to fought back brilliantly uh, it was nip and tuck level at half time level at the end of extra time Carlo scored two points in first period of extra time and it looked like they had the game won and it was on 30 seconds over the two minutes when that free was given in the middle of the park and at the time we thought it looked a bit harsh as well but look at there was other chances in the game there was freeze put wide there was shots went wide swings and roundabouts so it doesn't always hinge on one thing but it was heartbreak because for me Sinead it would have been brilliant for Carlo to get to the final. Okay, they lost two in recent times. 
But um, the great thing about it with Carlo, like there was great local representation, which there always is, because I remember back when it was a regional college, I sent that on the thing, but Relati Carlo takes in Wexford, Tipperary, Leash, um, Kilkenny, Carlo, of course, and throwing the counties. There's always a few off-field chaps in there as well, Wexford I mentioned. And there's actually a chap uh, from, from Canada, uh, from the Aero Club in Ottawa, Nicholas Redmond, um, He's on, he was on the Carlow College team the other night as well, which was a, a major um, story as well, and a few awfully lads. But uh, the great thing about it, about it for Carlow, with all due respect to all the other counties that Carlow takes in, there's two marquee players from the Carlow senior team on the IT Carlow team, and we don't always have that. And the two marquee lads, starting Marty Cavan and Chris Nolan, they're absolutely outstanding. But, you know, Richie Whelan was involved as well from Bagnestone Gales, uh, Conor Dyle of Bagnestown Gales also on the IT panel as well. And there was great local representation. Uh, Dara Coughlin from uh, St. Martin's and Kilkenny. Conaghy man, Dara Dooley was involved. Tom Dyle, Rory and Steeg uh, is on the panel. Owen Cody, Ballyhead, Shamrocks, you know, more heartbreak for Owen. Uh, Jason Brennan from Young Ireland in, in Gorn. And uh, as I mentioned, Marty and, and, and Chris. And Jason Clear from Bennett's Bridge. Uh, Kraken Hurler and Kilkenny Intercounty player. And Niall Brazel from James Stevens and Kilkenny. So there were there were the local lads. It was a few of the Wexford lads. Carl Dunbar, be well known locally. His mother's a local lady here. Carl has strong Carlo connections as well. It was just heartbreaking because the fact that they hosted it and did a fantastic job on it as well, and the facilities were brilliant. Um, the pitch had an upgrade. It was a busy pitch and all that. And I think if Carlo had got to the final against you, well, and not. Um, if it had been Carlo on anyway, I reckon there could have been five to 6,000 people down there on Saturday. It was a wonderful occasion. It would have been great to get there, but it was heartbreak in the end and I really felt for the lads and I felt for DJ and, and Michael Dempsey and, and Carmel Lynch who's been a, a, a great person for sport and Carlo College as far back as I can remember Robbie O'Flynn was involved and Niall Maloney and, and, and them all and uh, especially Alan Nolan the Games Development Officer uh, as well at Sport IT Carlo uh, you well proved to be the better team and I better not forget there's a few Kenny lads on the team Niall Brennan is down he was brilliant for them all year Niall won his Fitzgibbon medal uh, Dean Mason Dean played in the goal on Saturday he, was, he wasn't in the goal tonight against Carlo but it'll make up for the disappointment of losing with the Shamrocks. Uh, Dean has uh, won his Fitzgibbon medal. No, Brian Staunton of Thomas Town was on the team. And uh, Shane Staunton from Clara in Kilkenny. And Dara Corcoran. So the two Bally men there got a bit of a lift anyway after losing out on the All-Ireland. But uh, there were the four Kilkenny lads involved in the 34-man panel that um, we had there for the last few weeks. But uh, all in all, tremendous competitions. The Searson was brilliant. Uh, David Clifford was in Carroll. was playing against Jordan the other night. UL against... Uh, DCU and of course the hurling held its own and the freshers final was down there the other night as well in the football DCU defeated UCC so it put Carlo on the map it was brilliant it's a terrific college they put on an absolutely fantastic job and I know a lot of them personally they're Declan Dyle and Mary Bates and, and, and all the crowd they're, they're, uh, they're fantastic people and I was delighted that they got to host it and they will get to host it again in the next few years but uh, all the captains that won trophies in their speeches paid um, credit to Carlo on the great occasion that it was and the standard of the pitches and, uh, and the tournament and the organisation of it as well. So, while we hadn't got the team in the final or didn't get to win it, uh, it was terrific, but it was heartbreak the other night, Sinead. And you know what? If they had got to the final and won it, I'd say we'd be so hoarse we wouldn't even talk tonight because it would have been tremendous for the area and for the local lads, but it wasn't to be. And it was University of Limerick one of them. Congratulations to them. Yeah, and look, no doubt they'll be they'll be there thereabouts next year anyway. Such a high quality game and high scoring as well. But um, listen, yeah, Brendan, thanks so much for uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. What were you going to say there, Brendan? Yeah, I just want to say no, it was great, and thanks very much for having me. And uh, well done, and maybe try talking to that is this the future, Shanae, and Thanks very much. Thanks so much, Brendan. Chat to you again soon. Bye bye. Bye bye bye.
That was uh, that was Brendan Hennessy there. Uh, coming up after the break now, we're going to be speaking to Chairman of Leinster GAA, Pat Tehan, and he's going to be talking to us about uh, the motion that's going to be put before Congress next weekend um, to have uh, alcohol, gambling and substance abuse mandatory courses uh, for all GAA players. So that's coming up just after this quick break. Full time on KCL or well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, as I mentioned just before the break there, we're going to be chatting now to uh, Pat Tehan. Um, so you may have heard recently a leash club uh, wants uh, the GAA to make courses in alcohol, gambling and substance abuse mandatory for all players participating in adult championship uh, games. So the motion is uh, set to be tabled at the annual Congress um, in Mayo on February 26th. So uh, I have Pat on the line now. Um, Pat, what do you what do you make of of this motion that's been brought before Congress now next week? Well, Sinead, uh, I think it's it's a motion that that is important in the sense that it's highlighting something that is is prevalent now and becoming more prevalent within society in Ireland, not not necessarily within the GA, but in society at large. And while the motion itself may may not be successful because of the complexities of implementing it. I think it will be important that it will create a debate and 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 you know create um, something that will come out of it in terms of policy from the GA going forward. Now, um, it's something that I, I raised at at Leinster Convention in my address to Leinster Convention because, like, while. Uh, it, drugs and, and I suppose cocaine in particular uh, is have become very prevalent in recent times, um, and it's not obviously the GA's responsibility or any other sporting uh, body's responsibility to, to sort it out. We are the largest sporting organisation in the country, and we're like embedded in every community. So, I think we have to be part of the process in creating an awareness among our young people into the dangers of becoming involved in this habit. Um, you know, we come back to the solution, getting involved with government agencies uh, and other community organisations to support and, and highlight the dangers that this has, um, not just on people's physical health uh, from a viewpoint, but also on their long-term mental effects to have, the devastating effect it has on families. And, of course, uh, we need to emphasise, I think, the importance that that every cent that's spent on illegal drugs goes straight into the pockets of criminals. And I think that's, you know, they have no regard for for the lives of these young people. Yeah, and like you mentioned there, I suppose it will be difficult to get uh, this motion over the line, but do you think there's any other maybe more reasonable steps that could be taken to, to it, tackle the it, issue? Uh, yeah, I think, look, it, 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 I think, and I it, it may not get over the line, as I said, but it it has started. It will be the start of the debate if it's referred to Central Council, which may be the situation. Well, then Central Council can look at different uh, processes, and it's something that can be brought in in time. But I think you know to, uh, to be realistic about it, to try to monitor within the next year or two that every player that takes up put on a jersey at adult level has undergone. Uh, these courses would be difficult. Now, we do already, of course, have at inter-county level where a player who wishes to participate in a senior inter-county championship game must have completed 
the GA's online anti-doping uh, education course in that championship year. So there is something already in place. It's a matter of expanding on that. It can be done maybe, uh, like, that's at senior inter-county level. Maybe the first step would be to have it at underage level, at inter-county level, under 17, under 19, under 20 level, and, you know, bring it in on a gradual basis. But I would commend... Um, Rat Downey Club for uh, bringing the motion, having the you know the wherewithal to bring the motion and to highlight the the, the, the issue. So um, I uh, I was just going to say yeah I was listening to Kieran Carey there this morning on Clare Barn Live and he was saying that cocaine yeah. use um, in the GAA he reckons that it's after overtaking cigarette and alcohol use which I found to be quite um, stark to, to hear that and I'm just wondering like is it something you're very worried about in the GAA Well the look at the, the reason I raised it at, at Leinster Convention was because over the last year or so uh, a number of people have mentioned it to me at club level that uh, you know not just within Offaly but um, other clubs outside of Offaly that you know they were becoming aware of the fact that this was now and I think it may have been something that that, that escalated during COVID because of, of the lockdown situation. But uh, people are worried about it. Now, I'm not saying it's an epidemic or anything like that, but there's no point in, in closing the stable door when the horse is bolted. So it's something, you know, that we need to, to get and create an awareness out there, get a debate going about it, make sure that young people know what they're, what they're getting into. You know, because uh, young people in their lives have enough stress and everything now. So I think it's it's it can be done through sports bodies, not just the GA, all sports bodies through schools, transition year. You know, if everybody works together, well, then if the if the information process is out there, well, then people are less likely to get involved in these habits. Yeah, and would maybe regular drug testing in clubs, is that something that you'd support? I, I, I don't see that as a necessity at the moment. Uh, now, um, it is there at inter-county level. There has been very little, um, uh, few, very few players found to have uh, illegal substances on them. over the la- Like it's, it's going on at inter-county level for the last... 10 or 15 years and there have been very few players so I, I'm not sure like it's it's administered by the sports council so whether they would have the resources even to do it at club level would be another issue Yeah just something else that's coming up um, at Congress now next week Pat is um, the, the motion to to merge the LGFA the Camogie Association and the GAA I'm just wondering what are your thoughts on that? Well, look at, at at the moment we have we have a very good relationship, and you might have seen there recently where um, in Leinster we have for the first time we have the the Leinster Ladies Football Final is on before the Leinster Senior Football Final in in Croke Park this year. We're also working closely with the Camogie Association in terms of their seeing can we, can we facilitate uh, their their Camogie Leinster Camogie Final, and it's. An ongoing process. It's something that has started a number of years ago. Um, the, the motion from the the Gaelic Players Association says to prioritise the integration of the three three bodies. Um, I think it has been a, a priority uh, for the three associations to work together. What is the best outcome? Um, I suppose is is more of an issue for uh, uh, for the two ladies Gaelic football and Camogie in the sense that 
I, I know they have to be careful that they're not subsumed into a bigger organisation and actually, you know, lose out in, the, in that regard. So that's part of it. It's not a, it's not a, a, a light switch thing that you can turn on and it comes yeah. on overnight. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the, um, we'll have to, other, the, sorry, just have to leave it there. Um, yeah, sorry, thank, okay. listen, thanks so much for, no for your time. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Pat. Okay. We'll chat to you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, that's just about all for uh, this week's show. Um, so hope you enjoyed full time and please join me back here again next next week where we'll be talking um, more sporting action. Full time on KCLOR. Well, thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. La Hearts Volkswagen.ie.